This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly locals utility provider. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. Park Power has low overhead, which in turn allows them to offer low competitive rates. Reach out for a no-obligation comparison by emailing estimates at parkpower.ca. If you decide to switch, it's easy. It's really just a change to your billing, and you can feel good knowing you are helping to give back to our communities with your utility bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Enjoy the show. It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and we are also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and uh, welcome back. Uh, it has been a while. It is the season eight premiere of the Turf District Podcast. Uh, it's crazy to think that it's uh, season eight and you guys are still somehow tuning in. The regular crew is here tonight, uh, starting with going out west to the one and only super fan, Mike. Oh, oh. see, I'm in mid-season form. Mid- Look at that. <laughs> those are, those, are those free agent jazz hands? I think they are. Well, this one is. This one's still locked in. That was still. <laughs> yeah. You only have one free agent jazz hand. Hmm. That's right. The other one was, uh, you know, signed for two year deal. So that's and, good. Oh, okay, great. Did it get like four hundred grand for uh, just the way that it does that spin? Or uh, it got signed by free Chris Jones. So I think oh, unfortunately it... that got a little less. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the left one's up for a big raise. That's what I hear. That's right. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. <laughs> uh, boy, we're kind of. Uh, Getting into some topics already, aren't we? Okay. <laughs> Next on the list. Chat going. That's right. Is uh, coming from just south of us. It is Commissioner Kayla. <laughs> like, who? Who is there it? We go. Nice break. Yeah, it's a surprise. Yeah, I know. It's a surprise. Well, you you want to leave know. with anticipation. Yeah, right. it's true. It's true. Always yeah. leave him wanting more, Kayla. Always leave him. Wanting oh, is that more. it? Yeah, I just never That's leave. Right. I just never. Yeah, never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. Why? <laughs> oh just never stay long enough to be missed. I'm well, gone. Let's, let's let's get the three of us on the screen here so that we can talk together, um, guys. How how has it been? We've been we've been off for a month. Uh, how you been? How was the holiday? How's the new year? How's everything going? Don't it's everybody been... talk at once. Yeah. No. <laughs> Oh, which one? Pardon? It's only a podcast. Like, who cares? It's not yeah. mid-season form now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's been uh, it's been good. Been sort of champing at the bit to get back to it. Uh, there's, there's been a bit of news, so kind of nice to be able to talk to someone that isn't just tapping away on the phones for uh, frantically while your Twitter feed blows up. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, a few changes. Just so a, looking forward to talking about it. Just a couple. Yeah, just a couple. Uh, Kayla, how's your new year? How are things? I don't know what changes you're talking about because <laughs> I'm just always off in the metaverse somewhere. <laughs> I know we're a bit late, though, but happy birthday, Kayla. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, yeah Exciting. it's always, always great to have Christmas and then my birthday after that. And 
taking some time like off social media and just relaxing and not taking life too seriously. That's a good gift. <laughs> well, you know what? It's an easy gift to achieve if you just put your phone down and uh, don't go on social media. That's <laughs> very true. Except, or, or of course, to watch TV. the show. Yeah. Like literally, I've just been binge watching The Office again, and I'm just like, mm, this is a good life. <laughs> That's a good thing to do. Yeah, I've been binging all things uh, Star Wars between uh, <laughs> between Mandalorian and Boba Fett, and mm-hmm. which is the same thing now. So that's good. I know, hey, which, which is great. I love it. No spoilers from last week. I haven't watched that episode yet. Okay, well, two I'll, weeks ago though. I'll be quiet. Yeah. Well, two weeks on Wednesday. Yes, two, that's yeah. when they really. Yeah, anyway, well, but it'll yeah. be all good. It'll be all. Oh, it's lovely. Uh, yeah. Now, new this year. Before we get too far, um, for those people who are joining us on YouTube, we are going to do the show uh, in its entirety. We're going to try and get better at getting that right into about an hour, and that'll be the audio version that goes out. And then we're going to have overtime afterwards, where we do a little bit more chatting uh, with you guys and uh, answer some more questions and things like that. So uh, keep the chat coming. We will mention it a bit uh, in the middle there but we're going to go through that on overtime uh, on YouTube because that was a, a new thing that we wanted to try out so we could get a bit more interaction um, now a uh, few things like you said have happened since we last recorded so let's let's get into it right away because oh my goodness we've we've got a ton of stuff uh, I want to start right at the top um, new president and CEO uh, Victor yes. Kui, uh joins in what a hire. Uh, I mean, I cannot be more excited about this. I don't know about you guys, but I, like, I am fired up about Victor being here. Yeah, me too. Uh, absolutely. I mean, at the time, we didn't really know a ton about him, those of us that weren't following his MMA company. Um, but the energy he's brought to the position and the team and the city itself uh, has just been infectious at the least uh at all anyway um it's just one of those things that every time he posts i just look forward to seeing it because it's just i can't believe this is the guy in charge of the ship because he's been fantastic so far and people might mention uh you know that there have been no missteps so far and i don't know if we're gonna see any in this near future so hopefully his social media game's outstanding let's see if he can do all the other things to start getting people back to the stadium and, and watching some Elks football. Yeah. I, I love the fact that he's ready to say like, what, what did, what did we do wrong and what can we do better? And he's listening. You, you see him responding to fan tweets and I'm just like, you're the president. <laughs> like, wow. Instantly too. Like crazy. It's, it's so awesome. And, and you're right. His enthusiasm is infectious. Um, and I, I, I can't wait to hear more from this guy. And, Okay, so to me, and I don't know how important this was to you guys, but he's from Edmonton. Like he yeah. he watched games as a kid, which is like when I was a kid, because he's about the same age as me. <laughs> it's uh, right. it's it's to know that you have that history already, and now you're leading the ship. I I, I love it. Um, like I I didn't know anything about him to be quite frank. I knew nothing, and I've I haven't even heard the name when we were talking about possible. Um, presidents, I may, I, I could be wrong. I don't re- recall his name ever being mentioned. So it was kind of nice to start with a blank slate, at least for me. And I mean, I, I don't know still how it's going to go. But the one thing that I can say is I posted it on my Facebook is that video of him looking at the wall of honor oh. in the locker room that got me because that's exactly how I feel when I walked in 
like for the first time, I just gazed there. And then when Andrew and I had that, the opportunity to shoot the, the commercial, I went back there again and I just stood there and like looked at it in awe. And to see him approach it in the same way, I was like, this guy's for real. This guy appreciates and understands the importance of the history, but also moving forward with the team and reaching out to fans, which is unheard of, I think, at least in the last really? few yeah. presidents. Really, on like, and quick, and like people with not much of a following too, because I feel like a lot of times you'll respond depending on how big the following is of that certain person. But for him, I see him responding to everybody. Yes. And I thought that was quite remarkable and very humbling. And I really appreciate that in a person. So I, I am now officially on board after that video and then kind of just sitting back and observing him. I'm on board. You got me, Vic. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> nice. Nice. Were you going to say something else earlier there, Mike? A couple of things. Uh, Coach Vic has a great point that it's nice to have another Victor around. Um, <laughs> well, at least he's not biased. But you'll always yeah. be, you know, Coach Vic to us, though. So Correct. that's what matters. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's interesting that he apparently applied uh, previously when Chris Presson was hired as president. Um, I'm not sure what the reason was they went in a different direction. But now that he's been here, everyone is starting to ask, why? Why yeah, did it take exactly. this long for us to get him? Um, I think he really understands having built a company where it was just him into a billion-dollar company over in Asia. He really kind of gets that. And the fact that he wanted to be home before he got this job, um, that just speaks volumes to him and his character. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I am I am a big fan of this hire and I'm excited to see what he's going to do over the coming yep. months for sure. Uh, now, we did also get a brand new head coach and GM. And uh, now we uh, we talked about this on our last show because it, about not even 24 hours later, it was announced that yep. uh, exactly. Chris Jones is the uh, new GM head coach. And as it turns out, defensive coordinator, uh, not terribly surprising there, I guess. Um, but uh, your initial reactions on this, Kayla, let me start with you this time. Oh, <laughs> that was my initial reaction. I'm like, I'm not surprised in the least, but I'm just like, oh, okay, I, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I, at this point, all I want is good things, so I'll try to remain positive about it. And I mean, we all know what kind of coach he is, and then and the the uh, to actually, well, I shouldn't say that anymore because our defense is kind of you know, a little different than it, than it has looked. So I can't say that, but in, in saying that we know that he can build a really great defense. So I'm looking forward to having, um, hopefully another, you know, bone session that, wow, that is sad. That came out wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> Title you of the podcast. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? If you're an old S fan, you know, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. I'm Oh, oh wow, that tired. didn't that didn't take Welcome long back. to get right in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's Thank you for tuning tired, in. Whiskey, right. no filter. Here it comes. That was, okay. that was cool, outstanding. Cool, cool. <laughs> Maybe we should um, switch yeah, to Mike. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, cautiously optimistic. That's where I'll end it. Move on. Mike, do you want another bone? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone off the rails completely. Oh my okay. goodness. What a Mike. start. I can't wait to look at the chat. Um Yep. Uh, I, I, th I think that we were 
still smarting from the <laughs> Chris Jones one uh, rain. Yeah. Um, but one thing you can't say is sorry, that, uh, that's so funny. Oh my goodness. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Do oh. <laughs> we need to go back to the uh, switch the oh, video feeds off for a moment? Yeah, probably. Um, okay, go ahead. <laughs> All I <laughs> phone session. So, <laughs> oh, this is going to be a good one. Um, but because even though when he left and then when he left Saskatchewan, he uh, ended up leaving with a lot of the pieces in place that they were able to go um, still further. You look at that first season uh, after he left, it was all right. The season after that, we did very well in 2017. Yes. Uh, Saskatchewan, same kind of thing. He left, um, Craig Dickinson took over, and it still was going fairly strongly. So I think that's, um, even if he isn't, as he is saying, here for the long term, I right. think we'll leave this in a good place. And with uh, having the next hire, which I believe we'll probably talk about, yes. in place, uh, I think that at least all the pieces are going to be there. So uh, I'm looking forward to a, a great pace a training camp i loved the pace he had and uh, who doesn't love his defenses uh besides right. the opposing opposition right um yeah. because <laughs> it's just one of those things that has hits that'll break you out of your seat um you know interceptions maybe a pick six dare i hope Ooh. and you know who knows we had a pretty good special teams on when he was here so we can't get craig dickinson but we'll see who he brings in as a special teams coordinator and maybe we'll have something that isn't just catch the ball and fall down so <laughs> i am like kayla says cautiously optimistic um not necessarily for another bone session but uh, yeah. at very least uh for uh some real positives going into the season oh my okay i Thank you for con controlling and being able to get that all out, Mike. It, I think I've recovered now, but that was very funny. Um, that was one of those times, you know, where you're not supposed to laugh and you just makes it even funnier and you can't yep. help yourself. That was what was happening there. Um, I agree with you, Mike. The one thing I will say is that uh, people want to play for Chris Jones. Like players right. want to play for him. And to me, that's a big part of, okay, like let's let's give him a shot he's saying the right things he wants to be there yeah. for the long long haul we hope that that is the case the players are all excited to be here he brings in talent we know he's very good at bringing in talent and and sure. we've talked about this for a long time mike we need to see those guys that are outplaying their contract and 100%. so um he may be able to find some of those guys like you go back to john ojo and and th they came in and all of a sudden they're you know they're tearing things up so uh, he knows how to make those guys better. So I, I'm excited to see how that plays out. And I will give him credit in the fact that he has done already like two or three interviews, um, granted from wherever he is down south, but but he is a lot more open to talking about what's going on. And he did the fan um Q&A as well. And, and I was actually really impressed with that. So um, more engaged. Yeah. Yeah. It, there is a little more engagement there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, then you just talked about the other hire. We'll throw that in there that uh, hired as assistant GM, uh, G. Roy Simon, which is great because we know that he can talk to the public as well. Uh, yes. He's a great face. He's a known face. He's a, he's a, you know, a, a loved player from the league. And if for some reason, you know, Chris Jones does have another opportunity, then I'm very, fairly comfortable that G Roy can be learning at this time and then be able to take that over if we need to. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a good yep. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about our coaching staff because uh, they did bring in the rest of the coaching staff 
this is over a couple of different announcements, but uh, uh, McAdoo returns as the OC, which I know is, I don't know, it, it, I think there's some mixed emotion there, but Mike, you were saying the last time that, uh, you know, the last couple of times that he's had some offenses, they've, they've had some big quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks that McAdoo has had and Mm. I mean, Mike Riley, you know, it's, you can say it's hard to not do well with Mike Riley, but BC found that that isn't necessarily the uh, truth. And even us in 2013, we had Riley before we had McAdoo, and we went from a four and 14 team to a 12 and six team in one season. From right. switching to that, I mean, a lot of it was because our defense played so much better as well. But it wasn't like we were winning games one nothing; like we right. were still scoring some points. So uh, you know, we haven't really seen what Arbuckle can do in this kind of situation. He did play in a McAdoo uh, offense. Um, Earlier, along with Jarius Jackson uh, in Toronto, but uh, you know he beat Winnipeg, uh, who is the <laughs> current Grey Cup champion. So True. Uh, there's certainly some cohesion there. So we will see if that is the quarterback we have going into the uh, regular season or not. Uh, I'm hopeful that we get a chance to see him. It would have been nice last year, but for whatever reason, we did not. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think that if that's the way we're going to go with some of the receivers that we're going to talk about um, going into it, I think, you know, we've still got some pretty strong possibilities of doing well under this defense offense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's run down the rest of the coaches here and then we can catch Kayla's reaction on those. Uh, So Jarius Jackson in as the quarterback and pass game coordinator, Marcus Howell in as the receivers and run game coordinator, Uh, Anthony Vitale. Is that how you say it? Vitale? Yep. I think so. Anthony, yeah. Uh, thanks. Is on the uh, offensive line. Uh, D Max comes back on the defensive line, which is very yes. exciting for us on a number of levels because uh, you know we we, we love D Max. Who doesn't love D Max? Mm-hmm. So okay. his his line loves him. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cam Robinson stays on as the linebackers coach, who knew. Um, Chris Jones from before uh, Brandon Isaac joining in as a defensive back a name for uh, oh. fans of the CFL would know him for sure. Um, and then Tyrone Robinson is the uh, strength and conditioning coach. The only one that we don't know yet is special teams coordinator. And uh, so I, I'm curious to know when we will find when that name will come out. And of course, as you said, Mike, probably tomorrow, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like 9am right before free agency starts because we're having the show tonight. Um right. But uh, yeah, because that's the part that, you know, we know has needs some improvement. So uh, Kayla, anything on any of those coaches that jumps out at you that you're like, this is good, bad or otherwise? I mean, I'm strictly biased that I am very, well, you've already said it, very excited that Maxi stayed on. So there's a little bit of consistency in some names that I will, you know, recognize, but there's a huge shift in the coaching. But again, like, I mean, if you're going to blow something up, just blow it up completely and hope <laughs> that the pieces start to fall together. So, I mean, I, I'm, I, again, I'm cautiously optimistic. Like, I can't find anything that I really disapprove of. I mean, losing people, it's, it's sad. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I just, I, I want this to work out, but again, I'm most interested in the special teams right now, because that is the one area where, well, we all agree on that, but it just like, like my rage last year was just <laughs> immense. So I'll, say, I'll, say, I'll refrain my opinion to see what comes of that. <laughs> it's lovely to have this actually a video podcast. Well done, Kayla. Uh, Mike, anybody on there that uh, jumps out at you? 
Uh, I was uh, glad to see Cam Robinson at linebacker. I thought we had, uh, considering we had three new faces in the linebacking Mm -hmm. core last year, uh, I thought it did a lot better than I was expecting with two raw rookies in there. Uh, There were certainly some times where they did get burned, um, especially at that sort of Will and Mac position. but I still thought it wasn't certainly the worst part of our team. And if he can do that with these rookies, let's see what happens when we've got guys that are experienced. Even the people like Niles Morgan and Keyshawn Biera, who now have a full year experience under their belt, going into the second training camp as well. So uh, I was really glad to see that along with, uh, as you said, Demetrius Maxey, uh, that mm-hmm. front seven now has the same coach that it did in 2021. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that, especially under a very aggressive Chris Jones defense. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. All right. Well, shortly after that, uh, you know, we we said we wanted roster changes. Well, boy, did we get them. So, uh, careful what you wish for. Uh, sometimes, right? So, uh, the first trim happened uh, before the end of December. Uh, now there's 11 players, but it did include some names that we knew. Uh, Martin yep. Bittard is the long snapper. Uh, Chris Casher out of the defensive line. Derek Dennis finally gets his release from the Elks. Yep. So he's, uh, was excited about that. Uh, Armonte Edwards, Ernest Edwards, Sir V, uh, Jonathan Rose, James Tuck, and Scary Terry Williams, all, uh, being in that first round of releases. Uh, Mike, anybody in there that really kind of totally surprised you? Um, a couple of people surprised me. I thought Ernest Edwards is a bit of a surprise in that I thought he would be a, probably a fairly cheap guy. He had some good mm-hmm. games, especially that Labor Day game um, uh, at receiver. Maybe not as great at special teams, but nobody seemed to have a great at returner, uh, <laughs> including Terry Williams there. James Tuck at first, I was a little surprised because I thought he was uh, so strong on that special teams play especially. Mm-hmm. But the more I looked at it, the more I realized he only had four tackles. Maybe uh, go back and look at that film and maybe he's not doing as well as he had in 2019, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Rose came in with a lot of of uh you know fanfare mm-hmm. and, yeah absolutely uh, maybe he didn't play as well as he would have liked for his uh contract yeah so especially when he had someone like nafis lion coming in absolutely absolutely that's fair uh Kamish, anybody else on there for you no no one no i'm not shocked no Okay. I think the next, the next thing that we're going to talk about, which is the trade, I think that one, uh, might, you might have something to say about there, Kayla, because, uh, Mike Moore going off to the Owls, uh, in exchange for Tony Washington and Martise Jackson, uh, both of those guys making their return to the Elks because they had both been here. Of course, Tony Washington was last here in 2016, I believe, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, and of course, friend of the show. So I was very happy to see Tony. Tony coming back. Um, we, you know, obviously have chatted a number of times with Tony. And uh, so I was happy with that. But, you know, obviously hard to see Mike Moore go. But if you want good people coming in, you got to trade some good people out. So, yep. but I knew that one would be tough for you, Kamish. Yeah, just on an, like an emotional level, obviously, you get attached to some of these players. And I mean, I think even since I started the podcast, I was always a huge fan of Mike Moore. Mm-hmm. So to see him go... I mean, honestly, when I saw his name go up, I kind of figured that Kwaku would be coming back. Okay. Um, so, pers- I don't just, that's my uh, personal spoilers. opinion. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, 
I predicted. I don't know if I'm right, but that was my prediction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, it's sad. But I mean, he's going to the owl, so I, it could be much, much worse. <laughs> so it's, it's not too, too bad of a cut for me. Because as we all know, I'm kind of a groupie when it comes to the owls. <laughs> okay. um, but it's nice to have some familiar faces come back, especially Tony Washington, who is um, definitely more of a, a vet for the Elks. I'm hoping that he brings some leadership to that front too. So, Yeah, 100% Hoping. agree. Hoping. Yeah. What do you think of it, Superfan? Yeah, I think Chris Jones' defense, like he is a genius at – creating these defenses and he has the type of player that he wants in every position on the field of those 12 players. So if Mike Moore was not going to fit in that position, then it's at least something that we could use to get some strength there uh, in Tony Washington, who Scala says has got that experience and can be a leader on the offensive line. Uh, And then Martise Jackson, uh, I think He's had success certainly in Toronto, maybe not as much here, but again, with a different approach mm-hmm. to how we're doing special teams, maybe he can regain that. He's a small, slippery kind of guy who tends to do well on mm-hmm. special teams, on returns, so kind of hopeful that it's going to do it. And it gives a chance for Mike Moore to get reunited with uh, his defensive line mates in uh, Nick Usher and uh, Almondo Sewell. Yeah, that's uh, that. man. Montreal got some got a good mix there. That's going to be yeah, interesting. dangerous. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right, then we did. Uh, we do have a retirement to talk about, and oh. uh, I guess from each of us to talk uh, our thank you to Matt O'Donnell. Uh, absolutely. You know, ten years in the green and gold, Amazing. and he uh, he was a leader. He was a he was uh and he was a. A, a quiet giant, right? He wasn't yep. a super talkative guy, but man, oh man. Um, and I know this was all over uh, Twitter when he retired, but no one will forget that hit <laughs> after the interception. And, I'm in Ferry. Uh, yep. And no one, and for me, I, I always have this picture of, of Matt O'Donnell and, and I, I don't have the picture myself, but there is a picture out there with him basically with one defensive lineman in each arm yeah. holding the back. And, yeah. and it, I mean, the guy's a monster and, and he was great in the community um, mm-hmm. and we're going to miss him. So, uh, so thanks for all you did, Maddie and, and, and happy retirement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, the one thing I liked about Matt O'Donnell was not even what he did on the field. Well, I guess on the field, not yeah. in, in the field of play is that after every game prior to COVID, when you could get your kids on the field, he was the first player out and the last player to leave. So Absolutely. he made sure that those kids, if they wanted anything from him, to whether it was to throw them a ball or to pick them up and throw them eight feet in the air, um, <laughs> he was willing to do it and happy to do it. And it just seemed to really love that time with the kids. Of course, he's a parent himself. Um, so it's just... That's the kind of person we want to be an elk um, because it just represents our city in this league better than anything I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that the only women's dinner that I actually got to go to, he was there. And you walk into the, the, the locker room and I couldn't see anything else because all I saw was a sea of, wi- of women and then Matt O'Donnell just sticking out. <laughs> That's all I I just remember him just like way above everybody else, but he was just like this calm and cool and collected. Like you wouldn't expect someone so massive to be so gentle and like 
on your level, but so high above. <laughs> it was such an ironic moment for me, but I, that's how I remember him as just, again, like you said, a gentle giant. Reminds me of a previous offensive line we used to have. I'll, we'll talk about him later. Yes, we will. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, yeah, so thank you, Maddie, for uh, everything you did. Uh, now let's get back to more on the roster because uh, a lot of other things happen. I, these are not all going to be in order. I'm just going to kind of go with a few things. And right. we're just going to highlight some of the names. Um, released was uh, Chris Nelson off the defensive line. Uh, Jonathan Mincy, which uh, that one was a bit of a surprise for me. I'm not sure about you guys, but I thought he did perform pretty well last year. Although I know, like you said, there's Lions and we know that... Chris Jones finds guys to play corner, so it should and be likes those six foot four corners. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Which he is not. Um, Hugh O'Neill as well um, going uh, being released um, was punted for us for I, I'm not sure exactly how many seasons because there was one a missed one in the middle there. I think. Um, yeah, he wasn't here in the 2015. When we won the Grey Cup. That was Grant Shaw. Right, but uh, Edmonton kid, um, you know. D- was always was great on punting, um, and uh, you know, but there, I I have a feeling that we're going for a combined kicker punter this year. That's my guess. Maybe, yeah, Maybe. possibly, possibly. Yeah. Uh, now extended. Uh, let's talk about extensions. Uh, they started with uh, Danny Vandervoort coming back on the wide receiver position. Uh, I'll just list these all off really quickly, and then we can yeah. run through them. Josh Woodman, defensive back, of course. Uh, David Foucault, um, who we had signed, and then uh, is that right? We had signed and extended. Is that what? The, or he was. I don't remember. I maybe put him in the wrong list. He might have been in the signings and not in the right. extensions. Yeah. Whoops. Came right. from BC. Correct. Yes. Or wasn't it Montreal? I thought he was in. Uh, right, 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 right. Right. He was BC, Montreal. Now here. Okay. Uh, Maxime. Yeah. Maxime Roy, Royer. I have a really hard yep. time with that. Yeah. Global Maxime. player. Correct. Uh, Jordan Hoover is a defensive back. So the flow comes back. That's exciting. Sick flow. Exactly. Uh, Tavon Smith uh, as a wide receiver. Mike Jones. Oh. Thank you. Uh, back as wide receiver. Uh, James Wilder Jr. coming back at the running back position. Uh, Eric Blake as the defensive back. Antonio Simmons on the defensive line. And Darrell Walker yes. as a wide receiver. So <clears throat> there's there's a few of them to talk about in there. Uh, Superfan, you start this time and then we'll go to the commission. Um, yeah, I, I was. I liked seeing Mike Jones uh, coming back. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just for that reason. No, um, me too. I thought that he, uh, when he was playing, he did get injured in there. Uh, I thought he was a really solid third receiver, fourth receiver in there, and as a Canadian, doing yeah. quite well. Uh, especially when Tavon wasn't necessarily doing as well as projected. Uh, he was one of the top seven played. Uh, sorry, top ten paid highest paid receivers in the league regardless of of birth certificate and i think he might have been the highest paid canadian uh and not doing what we kind of expected him to do and mike jones i thought picked up that slack really well um james wilder jr was a bit of a surprise i thought he was going to be done with everything else but from everything that was been told he has already had his first vaccination he's going to be getting his second and that means he'll be able to come back to the country and travel and play and if so I mean, you can't really argue with the success he had uh, on the field. So uh, the energy he brought to the team and everything else. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was, a, he was a really nice guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was all good to the fans. That's the important part. Yeah, he was very good to the fans. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, don't commission- steal my line. <laughs> Any- <laughs> hey, I, I have a. I actually have a question. I don't yes. really understand what the extensions like, how they're relevant in, in compared to signings. Like, does that mean then when um, camps come that they actually can not make it? Like, I I, I really don't understand the process of extensions what? versus signings. Okay, so extensions are they were already under contract with you and then you extended the contract so they don't become a free agent, right? Whereas okay, okay. Otherwise, they would have become free agents and then we would have to sign them. But I, so, okay, I thought so James it's, Walters- They're basically re-signings, but uh, there's some though that what will happen is maybe, they're, maybe they have a two-year contract, they're in between year one and two and they could extend it to a to a two-year again so then it would be like right, maybe a right. three-year contract so that type of thing is what can happen okay totally get that i just thought james wilder jr only had like that one year contract and he it was did. up yeah so he would have been a free agent here starting tomorrow but then we extended or re-signed him same kind of thing early at this point okay um to uh to come back for another year okay because i saw some extensions that were like to January 20th, 2022. And I'm like, that's past though. I don't get okay. it. <laughs> uh, must may, It might've just been the date of when they extended it. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's that. Like, that's the only thing that's plausible. Cause I'm, I'm just like, I, I don't know all that much when it comes to like the actual contracts and like salary caps and everything. I just know football. That's okay. what I know. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Okay. Anyone I'm, else? I'm I'm very surprised, honestly, with Darrell Walker, and I I I, I don't know how I feel. I, okay. I I love Darrell Walker, but his passion and his enthusiasm, like there was nothing. It was just like watching a void person play a game, mm. not even fo- right. So that it got me thinking, like, what was really happening with him in the locker room? Because if they were willing to extend him. I, I don't know. I, it just seems very odd to me from someone who didn't produce at all to get an extension. Right. At, it was as for much. A cut. Yeah. yeah. Sorry? Less money. It was less well, money. But, yeah. Which is that fair. which it needed to be based on performance yep. and all that. But isn't it things, still but... quite substantial? Oh, yeah. It's not small. Yeah. 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 I, I'm just that was that that shocked me because I was I was talking to one of my friends and there was two names were like Ellingson and Walker. I'm like I don't expect that at all. So, well, yeah. serves me right for assuming. Yeah, well, and and Darrell had his his first success under Chris Jones, right? So mm-hmm. maybe yeah. there is a different. Yeah mindset with the different coaching right and uh, and he knows the the playbook differently so maybe maybe that makes a difference we we shall see i sure hope so uh um, me too i i want to see you know 2015 2016 darrell walker and me too uh, and less 2021 darrell walker so yeah uh, bring back the d walk <laughs> That's that's right. Yeah, exactly. Now let's go to some signings because there's some interesting ones here before we uh, before we sure move on to horrid items. Um, so we talked about David Foucault, uh, Mike Dubasson coming back after not playing for three years or four, four maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's 
Yeah, wow, that was a that was a big one. Um, and uh, bringing in a kicker in Greg Hutchins. Um, so that's uh, you know the start of things that might be to come. We, we don't yeah, know. Bringing or... back, he was here a couple of years ago in training camp. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then some other highlights here. We 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 did get a few quarterbacks, including uh, Kai Loxley, who has an amazing name. Um, and I feel like we are going right back into Arthurian times. So. Sir Loxley, I wish you luck. It'll be amazing. Uh, now, he's also 6'4", and he can play receiver. So now that we can only dress, you know, two quarterbacks on the roster, eh, maybe For there's, now, something, yep. there's something there, right? Uh, we also signed a Canadian Nicholas Sumach, um, offensive lineman, who, uh, in Chris Jones's own words, is he's a big fella. And, uh, <laughs> he's a draft pick. Yeah, and he said, uh, I got a picture of him the other day, and he made Tony Washington look small. So uh, 6'8", 335, uh, that guy uh, is an interesting addition onto the O-line. Khalil Tate was another quarterback that we signed. Uh, I put this name in here again because it's a cool name. Kingsley Opera on the defensive line. Yes, sir. Who doesn't want Kingsley to make the team? That's amazing. Kingsman. Yeah, Kingsley and Loxley? Oh, Oh. tell you. Do we have like jousting at halftime? That'd be amazing. Um, That'd be awesome. Now here's some surprises: a Darius Bowman back <laughs> at wide receiver, uh, Emmanuel Arsenault joining the team at wide receiver, Caleb Hawley joining at uh, wide receiver. Uh, I feel like I got younger. Like, uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, uh, Matthew Elam on defensive back. Daniel Ross is back with the team uh, on the defensive line. Yeah. Uh, and then a, a big, or what I'm being told by a number of people that know and people who are in the game, uh, signing quarterback JT Barrett uh, could be a really big deal. Um, he was with the Buckeyes for three years with almost 10,000 yards in passing and 104 TDs. Um, Not bad. Not not shabby. So the records um, are set in there too. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think those are both records, and I think yeah. he has records for completions as well. Right. Uh, so, be a guy to watch. Uh, you know, I've always I need a new backup quarterback to fawn over. So we might as well have might as well have him come in. Uh, there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there there. Then we had uh, Tyree Tyrell Robinson, one of them. I think Tyrell is the one that we actually ended Tyrell. up signing. Perfect. Yeah, we signed both. But, and we, then we <laughs> kept the Tyrell. Okay, oh, perfect. Uh, we are twins. And, yes. And then there are some reported ones. I think we'll wait for those when we talk about free agency. Yeah. Um, tell me with that list, um, super fan, what's, what, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, like you, I heard a lot of hype about JT Barrett at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, he did not stick in the United States, but that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot. Ricky Ray didn't stick in the United States, and he did all right in the CFL. So yeah. um, if it's someone that we can put into that third position, we don't know if the CFL is going to allow us to have three quarterbacks in the roster again uh, for 2022. Hopefully they have seen the error of that way and they will bring them back. <laughs> I mean, I could see he's a big athletic guy, so maybe he could be in that sort of third string quarterback on special teams or something. Right. So, right. Um, and I think if he's going to hold a clipboard for a bit, uh, I think this is a good time uh, with someone like Jarius Jackson at coaching. I think he can learn a lot. And who knows, maybe in a year or two or three, he could be, you know, the next Mike Riley or the next Ricky Ray or who knows. We will see. 
Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Uh, Kamish, how did you feel with, uh, you know, AD coming back into the fold? You know, I, I am totally for bringing back some vets and then bringing in some rookies. Like, I think on on this team right now, it's really important to have leadership. And it's something that was very much lacking. So if we can find some leadership in these vets for some rookies to train under and to actually instill another reputation of a 2015, well, former SNL Elks team, Mm -hmm. I'm for that. Like, I... I don't really care how old you are. I care if you can play. And if you bring that passion back and then someone can learn off of you and be successful, that's what I care about. So just prove me right. And I'm, I'm on your side. So I, I, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm looking forward to this. I, I actually really appreciate knowing some of these names. <laughs> like Manny and, and AD. I appreciate it. I pre- Manny, I know you. I appreciate it. And, you know, it's it's a well-known fact now that Brian Kelly did move back into town, so maybe he'll be on the field. You don't know. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, well we, we, we need a kicker. So, uh, I mean, Sean Fleming's around, right? Might, oh, he's got to be. Just, just bring him. Can't be on. president, but you can kick. That's right. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Cheer. Love it. Our yeah. cheer team needs some new guys, too. There you <laughs> go. He's a, he's a high kicker. There there you go. Go. It's perfect. Woo. Oh my! Uh, all right, uh, super fan. Um, do you have uh, a couple of questions that we should go over before we jump to Horton Tell? Oh, well, let's just zoom back here. We have a lot of people. Okay, well, uh, we'll, in the we'll chat, cover that in overtime for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of people talking about things that we haven't quite broached yet for free agency. So maybe some of this should stick oh, okay. until after yes. free agency. I'm just going to scan ahead a little bit. Um, yeah, this is all about stuff we're going to be talking about. Uh, people do love the concept of the bone session, so that's great. Um, <laughs> Chris Agar does suggest that maybe we're back in junior high. I suggested that we never left. Um, True. Although he True. does ask if the Turf District has an HR department. Um, nope. Just as... Um, <laughs> a lot of people are not so sold on uh, Mr. McAdoo coming back and coaching those offenses. Though Chris Agar does say, I'll take a McAdoo boredom that wins over last season any day. Uh, they Fair. suggest that perhaps uh, Ken Ludwig says that 2021 is now known as the season that did not happen. Uh, that which goes along very nicely with the postseason that didn't happen in 1989. So that's nice. Um, Perfect. Yep. I think 2020, 12, or 2012 could also be under that category of seasons that did not happen. 2013. Yeah. Um, you know, what are you going to do? Um Ken Ludwig says that uh, Matt uh, O'Donnell's decision surprised him. He thought he had a couple more years left in him. And I think with some of the people that are coming in, uh, David Foucault, I think, is another guy that's going to crack that lineup. He's being paid starter money from what I hear. So I think that uh, it was getting to the point where he was going to have to either take a bit of a pay cut mm-hmm. um, or, you know, certainly not guaranteed his position as great as he was. Um, and, you know, he's got a young family. I think this is... Mm-hmm. Maybe he had an opportunity that's like, okay, because he, apparently he's known for a month and a half, like okay. in early December, mid-December, that he was not coming back this year. So um, I think that, you know, he had made that decision and it would take a lot to make him change that mind. So, Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Paul Reckner uh, does say that earlier in his career, after having paid off his student loan, uh, I remember Matt making a $10,000 donation to the Stollery well before becoming a family man. Uh, and he says, I would wear his jersey for decades to come, whether he's playing or not. 
Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. That's really, really good. All right. Well, we'll leave more of the YouTube chat to uh, overtime, but let's get to some horde and tell super fan. Mike, what do you have to wow us with this week? (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) So I recently uh, uh, picked up something. So there is a company out of the States um, that makes uh, retro jerseys. They're called uh, Royal Retros. Uh, I think they were called 503 Sports before, or they might still be. And this line is Royal Retros. And part of the problem with doing um, retro jerseys of CFL is you have to have a license unless it doesn't have a logo or a word mark on there or mentioning oh. these team names, right? If it doesn't okay. have the CFL logo, if it doesn't have the team name or the team logos, you can certainly do that. So um, one thing they did have, and I got made up, finally, been waiting a while for this. Speaking of... Ooh, Charlie Turner. So this is a 1970s-style jersey. It has the two white stripes and the two yellow stripes on the sleeve. Nice. Um, that changed to those three white stripes. And yeah, so these are um, actually sewn on, tackle twill sewn on um, numbers and name marks. And uh, yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Takes about six weeks to get. And I'd ordered this sometime in November and I got it uh, just after the new year. So finally, finally, oh, I, I have could, a little something to wear. I, you know what, that, I need to get one of those with a 27 on it for us. Yeah, he didn't start until the 80s, so he didn't wear that style of jersey. So that's okay. We could make one, could make one kind of reasonably close. Like, I mean, exactly. And to make this a little more authentic, I do like that 70s look. I also picked up one of these to put on to the sleeve, nice. So. That's awesome. 1977, oh, wow. we wore those on the sleeve in anticipation of the 78 Commonwealth Games. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you come to the games, you can find me around wearing that for the entire season, I'm sure. Oh man, that is that is so awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah. So, Very cool, man. I'm I'm happy that you have that. Uh, yeah, just to sort of show, just to show this is what an actual one oh, from yes. that era would have looked like. Of course it's got the longer sleeves. This is a replica as well. But okay. it's the crested on it's the uh, ironed on graphics versus the tackle twill. Um so this would have been an Ed Jones replica. Nice. But I do love that sort of uh a little that closer on the great. sleeves, but yeah. still looks pretty good for that retro being made today. So anyone is interested, I'll be uh, tweeting out the link to Royal Retros along with some of these pictures if people are interested. And uh, yeah, you can get one yourself. Awesome. Cool, man. That's outstanding. Uh, let's talk free agency. I hear that opens tomorrow, although we've been talking about it for basically a week with the uh, Ed Hervey window. Uh, right. There's been a lot to talk about. Um, now, uh, I'm... Uh, you know, there's obviously whenever free agency opens, there's all the fan bases are like, well, we need to keep everybody and sign everybody else and uh, right. then realize that we have to lose some people and and, and that's not always easy. Um, so I'll talk about that one first. Uh, we know Quaku is headed to the nation's capital. and Earthquakeu has been a you know a, a big supporter of the show. He's yes. I consider him a friend, and uh, so so that was a tough one. Um, and uh, and I I'm hoping that he can uh, do amazing things in Ottawa. Um, and when I messaged him, I said, uh, "I wish you lots of hula hoops, except when you play us." And uh, on the other hand, I mean, don't corrupt the kids. Come on, Kwaku. Um 
Now, a few other big names headed to Ottawa that we've already heard about. Uh, Holy Mazzoli going to Ottawa. Uh, Jalen Acklin headed that way. Um, There's uh, lots of rumors that Ellingson may be headed back that way. I think... um, uh, you know, Ottawa is making some moves here to, to improve that roster, uh, much like we are. Um, some of the other ones, uh, we know Duke's Duke resigned in Saskatchewan. Uh, he did have bigger offers out there, but he did decide to uh, stay in Saskatchewan. Um, and so the, the, the bigger names that are kind of left on our list that we're not really sure of Ellingson, uh, Derek Moncrief, of course, yes. uh, Tremaine Washington and Sean White. So, um, now, from what I, I – they gave a great primer. The Elks did a great primer for free agency and yep. kind of set out what was going on. And Jones's history is kind of quiet in day one or two, like get a couple of guys and then like get five or six over the first week. But I think with this opportunity to talk to teams, we're seeing a whole lot more of people being ready that tomorrow there's going to be a ton of signings. Um what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, let's going through some of the names that are on the list that we yes. can still have. Um, the names you mentioned of those, the last three names you talked about are ones that I would almost consider essential to the team. Right. Um, I think with some of the rumors that we're going to be talking about next, Ellingson is sort of, uh, you know, the music has stopped and I don't think there's a chair left for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the guy we nominated as most outstanding defensive player from our team is so far unsigned. Uh, the guy that tied for league lead for uh, interceptions is still unsigned. And the greatest kicker in this team's history and top three all time in CFL history is unsigned. Now, it's certainly heavily rumored that he wants to go home. He has his offseason home in uh, White Rock, just outside of Vancouver. Um, so... If that's the case, there's really nothing we can do to compete against that. But I don't understand how we haven't got Derek Moncrief and Tremaine Washington under contract. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I would agree. Kamish? We need Washington squared ASAP. Both yeah. Washingtons on ASAP. I mean, we already yeah, have one, Roma but we need, it, we need it squared. Not just for Roma yeah. Jedi, but because this team needs it. Yeah. <laughs> needs him desperately, yes. Yeah, so that's my pick, like... I love Sean, and like you said, Mike, if he wants to go home, then, you know, all the power to him. Um, but as far as, yeah, I I want to see more of Moncrief on, on the defensive side. I mean, we only got to see a little bit of him. So, mm-hmm. But for Washington, he really stole the show for me, and I think for all of us last season. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, it's kind of easy to steal, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, but I, I, I truly believe that he has a really bright future and I want that future to be with the green and gold. And like I said, we need a Washington squared, so let's have both. Yeah, no, I, I would be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. Now there's a lot of rumors, of course, of, of people who have signed in Edmonton, uh, starting with, uh, one Ed Ganey, um, possibly coming over from Saskatchewan. Well, possibly that one's pretty much a given. He as much as said it himself, uh, on Twitter that he's headed he's leaving this way. Saskatchewan, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so that's, uh, that's one of those spots in the backfield. Um, or I guess in the secondary, I should say. 
And then the other one that uh, is a pretty big one today, uh, saying that Kenny the King Lawler is accepted to be uh, become an elk at a record-breaking price. Um, <laughs> price. Yeah, exactly, for a receiver. Um, now, to me, that's a double-edged sword. And I said this on on Twitter in that that my only issue with that is, is not Kenny Lawler because I think he's a great receiver. Um, I assume that he's a good dude. I, I don't, this is not a slam against him at all, but when you come in under a contract like that and you have to live up to it, I I don't know that like Brian Kelly in his heyday, could he have made up for that contract? Like, it's huge and it's going to put him under a massive microscope. And, uh, and so then to me, there's a worry that that could have some dysfunction on the team, but, um, but Hey, uh, he's a great receiver. I'm not going to argue that. So, uh, Mike, what do you think? Yeah. Like you, uh, I think that anyone living up to a contract in a cap era, uh, of that's basically six percent of the entire contract tied up into one guy. Uh, the reason the quarterback has always been the highest paid player across the league, uh, BC being exception right now, is uh, <laughs> and because us to some degree, yeah, yeah, they touch the ball every offensive snap. If you're a receiver, you are likely not going to be getting the ball every snap, uh, and there are going to be some games where you're maybe going to have just a few targets because you're the focus of that. Now that obviously has value because your other receivers, maybe you're getting open because they're on a one-on-one. Yeah. Um, but when you have a bad day, the fans are going to be like, we paid $300,000 for you. Like, what are you doing? That's the first thing that's going to come out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now to be the devil's advocate, uh, Tim Capper sent me a link. Um, Jim Mullen had posted that um, for some people that have a little bit of, of frost on the old uh, chin salad here, um, we remember a guy from Montreal named Billy White Shoes Johnson. Uh, he was a uh, huge, huge name and a get for the Montreal Alouettes uh, just going into the end of the 70s, beginning of the 80s. He made 115000 U.S. in his final year with Houston in the NFL, the Houston Oilers, before he went to Montreal for considerably more. With the rate of inflation, he would have made the equivalent of 454,000 Canadian in Houston, and you can assume he made much more in his two-year deal. So wow. you're probably looking at five or 600,000, or the equivalent of in 1979, 1980. Um, right. And they were loading up David Overstreet's. They had a lot of guys back in that sort of day. Um, but that wasn't a cap era, right? right. This is, right. you are locking up a lot of your cap, which means you cannot put it on somebody else. And to be also fair, Montreal also folded a couple of years later and they had to come back because the Concords. Um, right. So, yeah, I don't it, know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, I mean, market demands it. He's somebody's willing to pay it. You take it. I'm not going to blame him for signing his name to it. Absolutely. Right. Like I would. <laughs> oh, you want to pay me that much? Sure. Sure. I'll Is there it. any one of us but. here that wouldn't take a contract for $300,000 right now? Yeah, no. No, not a not Just a chance. It. But you know, yeah, I don't, I don't want to speak for Kayla, but I certainly would. exactly after my yeah. heating bill, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you heard about Park Power? Um, that's uh, yeah. How's I don't that think they come ex- out here, bro. Extra plug, extra plug. <laughs> um, 
Well, let's let's talk about some some wants then for tomorrow because we we there is some some guys out there. Yeah. Um, I know for me, um, I I really kind of had my eye on Darnell Sankey early on. I, I thought he'd be an amazing middle linebacker. I really enjoyed watching him playing in Calgary, and I thought, oh, he might fit a Jones system. Maybe he wants to come up this way. Um, but I know that there's. Uh, there's some rumors flying around anyway that, you know, maybe Dion Lacey wants to come back and play for his coach that he played for in 2015. And it has been rumored. Can't say that I would be upset about that either. So, um, what, what are your thoughts on, I'll lift off some of these other guys that I was thinking. Mark Cordy has been obviously rumored to be coming here, uh, to rejoin David Beard. And much like Sean White coming home. Yep. Absolutely. Not a problem there. Um, I, there a couple other names that kind of jumped out at me. Um, Hergie Mayala as a Canadian receiver, although we have kind of loaded up on our Canadian receivers, but there's always a possibility. Uh, Ted Laurent, we may be looking for that Canadian nose tackle. Does he come back to the green and gold? Um, what about a guy like Toby Antigua that Chris Jones brought into the league uh right. is that a guy that then ends up here uh in his defense so um thoughts on that and and what do you think about some of these other names that are out there uh kayla let's start with you this time i just like poaching from calgary i find it quite <laughs> enjoyable <laughs> this awesome. is just life yeah i mean and herji Maiolo, that's such a fun name to say i'm all yeah see where you got the, the kingsley and the loxley yeah, and i'm like herji Maiolo. Perfect. But I mean, just again, to see like Ted Ron and Dion Lacey, like some old school vets. And I'm, I I really don't know um, the fit that any of these guys would make in the Christian system. And just with these new guys, and I, I, I don't know. None of them really actually stick out for me in in terms of people coming on other than stupid things like names and poaching. Um, (laughs) But it's it'll be really really interesting to uh, to witness. I mean, all I'm really focusing on is uh, is getting Termaine Washington back here. So that's like my focus. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Super fan, what do you think of those? And is there any other names you had on your list? Yeah, I mean, certainly we've heard a lot of the rumors about some of those players. Uh, Mac Henry from Saskatchewan is another non-import defensive tackle um, from Saskatchewan uh, that we had heard possibly, and that would work with a Ted Laurent if you could Mm -hmm. rotate those two as that sort of uh, nose tackle and having, uh, you know... um, having that sort of ability to rotate those two guys back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, another kicker might be a good thing if we are losing Sean Possibly. White. Um, one name that I've sort of been looking at, a couple of names, uh, Jaguar Davis, as I don't believe is under contract yet. He's yep, a free agent. Yep. yep. Uh, rumored to be going to Toronto, but yes. But yep. yeah, you never know. Um, and Josh Johnson, I'd like to see him come mm. back. We still have, mm. with someone like an Nafis Lyon at the corner position, um, with Ed Ganey possibly coming here, and um, Aaron Grimes having extended. Um, at that point, you've got that defensive halfback position uh, sort of locked up. Now, one of them could move to the Sam linebacker, the cover linebacker spot. But, you know, if we're getting a Moncrief back or Tremaine, where are they going to go? So right. unless one of them can play that corner position, we're going to need somebody. And, and I really liked Josh Johnson, who's here. So I think he'd be a good, but he's, again, he's what, 5'11", 6 feet. So yeah, exactly. maybe we'll see, you know, <laughs> sorry, he's not tall enough, but. Uh, Where'd he go again? Uh, he went to Winnipeg, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was Winnipeg for sure. Yeah, so uh, lots of questions for free agency. Where does Andrew Harris end up? Uh, where does Janarian Grant end up? I saw him on the yep. list still. Like there, there's some there's some guys there. Um, now, if you want to know more about it, you can join the uh, Canadian Football Countdown live stream tomorrow. Uh, as they're Ooh. going to have a full day of coverage with lots of people from the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Um, so I would highly recommend. Uh, joining in for that uh and that is uh, i will be part of that as well uh, kind of in the mid afternoon um so i'm excited for the our uh, our canadian football countdown friends to set this all up and we're going to be talking all things free agency tomorrow uh before we uh, uh it's starting at i believe it's starting at 10 central time and going through till four o'clock central time so okay. uh so nine to busy day time. Yeah, so it'll be fun, and I'm Very excited cool. to get to hang out with some of the other uh, podcasters and and chat some more uh, free agency stuff. So this strap this on a blast. diaper. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Exactly. Um, <laughs> before we get to the end here, uh, this episode is also brought to you by ATB. Looking for a way to give back? ATB Cares makes it easy for all Albertans to support the causes which they care about. Donate to your favorite charity through ATB Cares, and ATB will match 20% of every dollar donated to eligible Albertan charities. To learn more and donate, visit atbcares.com. Well, this was fun to get back and start chatting, guys. Uh, we did not too bad getting around the hour mark, I think. So, uh, there we are. you know, I, I delayed it by being a teenager who could not stop laughing, but that was uh, fine. We, we got we got through it. Up top, uh, my brother. Always, exactly. Always fun to chat with you guys. Um, let's uh, tell everybody where they can find everybody, starting with you, uh, Super Fan Mike. You can find me at 56 Parkies. And then the History and Horde segments you can find at the Edmonton Football History Twitter site, which is at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Wonderful. And Commissioner? Uh, you can probably find me in a galaxy far, far away. Who knows where I'll be? I'm not sure. You can... You- when CFL like really starts to uh, hit back off, you can find me at Duchess Lombardi on Twitter. Perfect. And you can now find me at Free Palicious because Free Palicious has made his return to Twitter. Um, so uh, join there where I will likely talk some football, but I will also probably talk Lego and Star Wars and all the other nerd things that I do because I needed another spot to outlet that that wasn't specifically the podcast. Uh, our Alberta Podcast Network shout out this week goes to the Let's Find Out podcast. Uh, it's hosted by Chris Chang Yen Phillips and uh, it's fi- Let's Find Out dives into Edmonton's history and finding answers together. I know that's a super fan show all the way around. Um, You can find that and many other great podcasts at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Then, of course, Uh, mid-season form. Oh, thanks. And uh, we're also getting into, uh, of course, it's that time to start following Pay It Forward with football as well, yes. uh, because they are doing lots of amazing things. Um, and so follow them as they get into the season. 
Uh, of course, you can join the huddle for us too at the Turf District. I should probably say that. Uh, you can join that on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, join us there for all of the chats. Uh, now, if you're on YouTube Live right now, stick around for overtime where we're going to talk more with the fans and get into some of the things that are in the chat. Um, otherwise, we will be back next Tuesday night. We're going to talk all of free agency and we hope to have a guest join us. Um, so for Commissioner K and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely talk to you next week thanks for listening find more great shows like this at cf pod network on twitter 